morning, everyone, and Happy New Year. And um, that was a powerful worship service, and um, hopefully we'll just continue on in the presence of the Lord. You know, with every um, beginning of every new year, we start a new spiritual journey. And um, this is the year 2023, and for in my life, as every time we came to the end of a season, the end of a year, I always begin to search and begin to inquire of the Lord about the upcoming, upcoming year and how he, wants to, um, how he wants me to walk and how he wants me to continue on in this spiritual journey that I've, that I've been on for the last 50-some <laughs> years. And um, this past year, I considered you know, as we got this past month, as I considered 2022 and what the Lord spoke to me at the beginning of that year. And he said to me that this was a year of change. And as I just considered that in the presence of the Lord, and I went over um, the past year and everything that I walked through, and I realized that there had been significant change and significant transformation in my life. And when we enter this new spiritual journey, there is there's a, a, a uh, corporate season, a corporate new season that we enter into. And there's also personal new seasons that we enter into. And that was a personal season for me. And as I began to inquire of the Lord and ask him, well, what, what about 2023? You know, with 2022 being a year of change, you can... Imagine that at the end of that year, I just took a deep breath because change isn't always fun and it isn't always a, a, a fun process to walk through. And so considering with expectation and excitement the new season that was coming before me, I asked God, how did he want this next year to be for me? And it, se it was almost, it seemed as if he turned the question back to me. And he said to me, what do you want for 2023? What is your expectation of me in 2023? And I said, God, I want more of your presence. If I want 2023 to um, any kind of, if I want that to be a, a personal journey for me that's going to be the most fulfilling, that's going to be the most satisfying, the most exciting for me, then I want it to be a year where I would pursue more of his presence. And so that is, that's what I felt I wanted to share with you today and um, how we enter into the next season. You know, as we cross into the next season, we always come, we, we come right to a threshold place and at that threshold, the Bible reveals that there are things that take place in that threshold. There's things that need to take place within our hearts as we stand at that threshold before we enter into that next season. And um, in considering that, there are six um, significant things that happen at the threshold before we enter into that season. Three of those things are like a you know, a tearing down, a stripping, a, a um, you know, just the, that, that a, a broken time. 
And then three of them is the building up and the and the, the new provision and the new the bounty that God is giving us as we enter into the next season. And so we're going to look at those six things first. What takes place at a threshold? Psalms 84 10 says, for a day in your courtyards is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than live in the tents of wickedness. So as we're standing at the threshold before we enter that season, there's going to be choices that we're going to have to make and there's going to be decisions that we are going to have to make. In the past season, there may have most there, there may have been sin that that we fell into there may have been disappointments disobedience rebellious moments when i think of of um you know when i think of the the past year and and the struggles and and the the things that we go through there are temptations that come our way and 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 sometimes we don't stand against those temptations sometimes we don't resist those temptations and we end up falling into sin and we end up being disobedient we end up being rebellious and you know the word says that sin is pleasurable for a season but the end of sin is death so we come we you know we may enjoy for a season sin and disobedience and rebellion in our life and, but there comes a time that if we're going to move forward with God, if we're going to step over that threshold, we need to face that sin. We need to face any rebellion in our life, any disobedience in our life, and make that choice and make that decision. Are we going to move forward? Are we going to move on with God? Or are we going to stay in our sins, stay in our disobedience, and stay in our rebellion? So at the threshold, we need to decide, choose, our sin, our disobedience, our rebellion, or moving on with God. 1 Samuel 5, 4 says, But when they got up early the next morning, behold, Dagon had fallen on his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord, and the head of Dagon and both palms of his hands were cut off on the threshold. Another thing that happens at the threshold is if there is any idolatry in our life, it is at that place that we will confront that idolatry and allow it to be cut off and cut out of our lives completely. An idol is anything or any person that we trust in more than God. So it's a time of reflection and a time of looking. Anything in this past year, did I trust in anything? anybody, anything other than God or anything more than I trusted in God. And if we find that there is, if there had any, if there had been any idolatry in our lives, it is at the threshold when we allow all of that idolatry to just be cut off and just be, um, just fall before the feet of Jesus and make that confession and that declaration that there is nothing and no one as trustworthy as our Lord and Savior Jesus, and just allowing that idolatry to go. And then the third thing, 1 Kings 14, 17 says, Then Jeroboam's wife arose and departed and came to Tirza. As she was entering the threshold of the house, the child died. 
There will be death that takes place at the threshold of a new season. We will die to our personal ambitions. We will die to selfishness. We will die to that old nature that keeps wanting to rise up and keeps wanting to rule and wanting to reign. It's a time of greater surrender. It's a time of just, just a personal emptying of all that we are a time when we take up our cross and make that decision that we're going to follow Jesus and we're not going to follow our own desires, our own plans, our own ambitions, our own desires, whatever they may be. So at the threshold of a new season, those, you know, that that's the stripping away. That's where... Um, you know, we, we're, our hearts are just laid bare before the Lord, and, and we're, we're allowing the Spirit of God to just search our hearts and, and just allow Him to just rip them right open before us. And, and any sin, any rebellion, any disobedience, we make that decision that we don't want that anymore. We don't want that in our lives anymore. We want to move on any idolatry in our lives, anything that we, we um, love or, or we chose or we embraced to a greater degree than we did God. We, we want that to just be cut off and cut out of our lives. And then a time of emptying and a, a time of just laying ourselves at the altar and just, just dying to ourselves. And then also... In 2 Kings 12, 9, the word says, Instead, Jehoiada, the priest, took a chest and drilled a hole in its lid and put it beside the altar on the right side as one comes into the house of the Lord. And the priest who guarded the threshold put in all the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. At the threshold of a new season, God has new provision stored there waiting for us to come and get it because we are going to need new provision for that new season. And he has it already there. It's already guarded. It's stored there. And so at that threshold is the time when we gather up that new provision so we can go into that new season. And then in Ezekiel 47, the word says, then he brought me back to the door of the house and behold, Water was flowing from under the threshold of the house. There's a new anointing of the Holy Spirit that comes as we cross that threshold. There's a new flow of the Holy Spirit, a new, um, a, a new, uh, new power, new strength, new anointing. We are equipped with a greater degree of the Holy Spirit to take us into that next season. And then finally, Ezekiel 46.2 says... The prince shall enter by way of the porch of the gate from outside and stand by the post of the gate. Then the priest shall provide his burnt offering and his peace offerings, and he shall worship at the threshold of the gate and then go out. But the gate shall not be shut until the evening. And then the final thing that I want to bring up that happens at the threshold is worship. Just a a deeper place of intimacy with God. It is, you know, worship isn't, 
it's a lifestyle. It's not just a song service, although songs can lead us into worship. But worship is a whole lifestyle. I heard someone say that when we, when, uh, when we offer God thanksgiving and we offer God our praise, that they are the thanksgiving. But when we come to him and worship, we become the sacrifice. Thanksgiving and praise are the sacrifice. But when we worship, we are the sacrifice. So at the threshold is the place where um, we just bow down and we just worship. We acknowledge his worthiness. We um, declare our loyalty and our love for him. We recommit ourselves to him. It is a place of just emptying ourselves and making it all about him. So as, we are, as we're at that threshold, those, those are the things that we encounter there. And so now I want to talk about when the disciples were standing at the threshold of a new season. And I'm looking at John chapter 21. The word there begins, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. So the disciples had come to an end of a season. They had walked with Jesus for three years. They became familiar with the way Jesus moved, and, and they were familiar with his teachings. They loved him. They saw his miracles. They saw his healing, and, and um, they, they enjoyed walking with him as he went from town to town. And then all of a sudden, everything changed. Everything shifted. It was a new season. It was something, things happened that they couldn't explain. They didn't understand what was going on. They didn't, they, they were confused. Many, when Jesus first came on the scene, many expected him to just rise up and just take his authority as king and overtake the Romans, but it didn't happen that way. And, and so um, everything, it was new, and Jesus knew that this was a new season for them. So he came to them, and he showed himself to them. And a, as we enter into the, a new season, Jesus is going to reveal himself to us at the threshold in a way that we will recognize him. Because we need to know that we are following him into the next season. And nothing and no one else. So as we stand at that threshold, he's going to reveal himself in a way that we know, that we know, that we know. That it is him who is there. And it is him who is leading us into the next season. And then verse 2 says, Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin... Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. So what happened here is Peter and the other disciples and the other disciples, their, their disappointments and what they perceived to be their failures, all of that just overwhelmed them to the point that, that they just decided that they were just going to go back 
to what they knew before they knew Jesus. Oftentimes in our lives, you know, we get very excited. Oh, Jesus is, you know, I'm called to do this, and I'm going to go out, and I'm going to um, start this ministry, or I'm going to step into this new thing that I've never done before. And when we do that, we're very excited, and and we're very, fill, very, very much filled with faith and on this new thing. And then things don't always go the way we expected them to go. And, and th things disappoint us or people disappoint us or, or um, our expectations don't come to pass. And when that happens, we can either, one of two things can happen. We can either go forward or we can just say, just be so disappointed that we just say, well, forget this. And we walk away. And we go back to what we knew before we entered into that place. And that's what happened to the disciples. They were disappointed. They felt like they, 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 like they failed. And it just overwhelmed them to the point that they went back to what was familiar. And back to what, what, what was safe for them. And then verse 4 says, But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. So Jesus said to them, Children, you do not have any fish to eat, do you? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. So Jesus revealed himself to them through that miracle. He reminded them in that place of the victory of the past season. He, it was the same lake. It was the same miracle. And when they put their, their nets down and they caught all those fish, they were reminded of the first time when they encountered Jesus. And Jesus did that same miracle. And it was in that miracle, in that work that Jesus did, that they recognized who he was. That is what miracles are. That is what signs and wonders are. They're always there to point us to Jesus. They are like signposts that reveal who God is, that reveal the nature of who God is to us. And so when they, when they threw their nets in and the fish were all caught into their boat, it was at that point that their eyes were open and they recognized that it was Jesus. And then the word says, Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment and he plunged into the sea. So Peter wrapped around himself the garment of the past season, and then he threw himself into the sea. He recognized Jesus, and all he wanted at that point was to be in Jesus' presence. That was what drove him. That, I just love that about Peter. Just He was so raw in his passion and his love towards Jesus. When he realized that that was him, he just couldn't contain himself. He just threw on his outer garment and jumped into the sea and went to him. And then the word says in verse 8, But the other disciple came in the little boat, dragging the net with fish. Then as soon as they had come to land... They saw a fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have just caught. 
Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was... Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. So Jesus had prepared and laid out for them new provision for the new season. And he invited them to partake. Think about, just, just look at the strength that Peter had. The word says that Peter went and he grabbed Peter by himself. He grabbed that net full of over 150 large fish and he dragged it to the shore. That is a picture of the new strength and the new provision and the new anointing that God gives us as we enter into the new season. And then he tells them, you bring what you have and I'm going to add to it what I'm, what I'm bringing to you. So there are some things that we bring into the new season with us. And then there are things that God adds to us. Verse 15 says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my, my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Jesus was showing Peter there that he needed to leave behind what he needed to leave behind and what he needed to take with him. That garment that he wore when he jumped into the sea was a garment of the past season. It was the garment that carried his shame. It was the garment that carried his guilt. I can't imagine what Peter felt after Jesus had been crucified and, and after he was buried, as he rehearsed the last couple of um, encounters that he had with Jesus, when he realized that with, with such boldness and confidence, he told Jesus that he would never deny him. And yet when push came to shove and when the pressure was on, he did deny Jesus. So he would have carried all that guilt and all that burden and all the shame. And Jesus was telling him that by, by asking him three times, Peter, do you love me? He was showing Peter that he needed to leave that behind. To enter the new season that God is taking us into, there are some things from the past that we just need to let go. Those things that, that bring shame, those mistakes, those failures, the rebellion, the, the you know, just everything that, that um, cloaks or robes us with shame. Those things we need to shed and take off and come into the new season. And then there is something that is going to remain. And through this encounter or this um, dialogue that Jesus had with Peter, we see that the one thing that remains, the one thing that actually grows stronger, and that is love. Verse 18 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, 
When you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to me, he said to him, follow me. A death was taking place in Peter. He was leading Peter to a greater place of surrender, a greater level of worship, a greater place of intimacy. There is an Old Testament example of And that's found in the book of Ezra. In, um, in Ezra chapter 8, Ezra is leading the Israelites out of 70 plus years being in Babylonian captivity. They were actually entering into a new season. And in chapter, in verse 15, the word says, Now I gathered them by the river that flows to Ahava, and we camped there for three days. Ahava is the Hebrew equivalent to the Greek word agape, and it means to give, to be intimate with, to have affection. So before the children of Israel were led into Jerusalem to rebuild the temple, they had to make a stop. They had to camp out somewhere, and God led Ezra to have the children set up camp by the river Ahava, or by the Love River. And there they removed their garments of slavery, and they robed themselves in the garment of love. Love is what always endures. Love is what takes us across and the threshold and into the new season. Later on in, in the same chapter, verse 31, the word says, then we departed from the river of Ahava on the 12th day of the first month to go to Jerusalem. And the hand of our God was upon us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and from ambush along the road. Now, the number 12 is the number of divine order. And so they had to stay there. And on the 12th day, when the love of God finally brought order into the camp, then they were allowed to move and they were allowed to finish their journey. And it was um, through the love of God that God guided them where they needed to go, that God defeated the enemy, that God made the way for them to enter into um, Jerusalem and to begin the rebuilding of the temple. So, as we are on the threshold of 2023, we have a decision to make. We have choices to make. We choose and make decisions to leave some things behind. And we choose and make a decision to carry with us into this season all that God has given us so that we can have victory in the next season. We take up at the threshold of the gate, the provisions that God has for us. And we enter into that season knowing that um, there'll be trials, there'll be struggles, there'll be hard times, but there'll be victories. 
and we can trust God that he has provided for us everything that we need to enter into that season. And we just need to be willing to step across that threshold and enter in. When, um, when I felt like the Lord told me, when I felt like I, I, that 2023 was going to be a year to pursue more of his presence and looking up in the Bible what the word says about pursue, 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says to pursue love. And when we pursue God, we are pursuing love. And so to pursue the presence of God um, in 2023 is to grow in a greater depth of intimacy and to be equipped to a greater degree of love, love for God, love for ourselves. So let's enter into 2023 in victory and um, cross that threshold. Come on, I know you were blessed by that. What a word that we stand on the, the threshold into a new day and into a new season. And I just pray and believe right now that the Lord would speak to your heart. If there would be things that we need to lay down as we come into this new season, that we would, we would respond right.